No, if I had an opportunity to do it again, yeah. Let's 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 face them again because now, now, motherfucker, I'm on the other side of the coin. And guess what? It can be okay. So let's go. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Cause I, I've done all this yeah. dark shit. Like I, I was I like Bane, right? Fucking <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He he was raised in the dark. Um but I've also like the light is who I am. And you motherfuckers don't like the light, so let's go. I would, I would, I would do it again. Hey, what's up, guys? Colton and Deanna here. We're on with Anthony Michaels. He's in town for Deanna's seminar. He won season seven of Ink Master. He was on season ten, season fourteen of Ink Master. Um, we're super excited to talk with him. You have a uh, a Paramount Plus subscription? Yeah. You're watching the season of Ink Master. <laughs> <laughs> So I wasn't at all up until the day before I actually flew here. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, because everyone in the shop was like, come on, man, let's watch Ink Master. I'm like, no, fuck you guys. Because <laughs> I'm all, you know, I have my own drawbacks and traumas about it that I just started opening up and facing. Mm. Um, and then we turned it on. And it was it was fucking awesome. It was fine. So this current season of Ink Master or the season that you were on? Um, the current. I So I have not seen anything after season seven, actually. Okay. So you haven't yeah. watched yourself on, on TV? Uh-uh. Is, that, is, that, is that on purpose? Uh, it wasn't intentional. It just kind of happened. Um, and the tighter the, tighter the uh, anxiety, the hold of the anxiety had, I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. So I just, I just, I let it be and fucking just got lost after that, you know? Yeah. So, but, um, like I said, man, I just, I just took the bandage off and, uh, I'm reopening that, uh, that wound, you know, that it gave me and I want to repair it from its, from its, from its core, you know? So yeah, any and all conversations about Ink Master are going to be pretty fresh. I talked about it a little bit in um, another podcast I was I was a part of, mm-hmm. but not not too much. Um, are you open and up for talking about it, yeah. or is it too fresh? Yeah, no, it, yeah. it's like, man, I don't know what's going on with me, but shit that hurts and the shit that I'm afraid of, I'm just like, all of my demons. We've been we've been face to face for. I don't know, months now, mm. right? And I like I was I've been so comfortable in the dark my whole life, mm. and they've been in the front and I've been in the back, and now like switching roles, right? Those dreams where you're running, fucking running from something, you like you fall. I'm like, man, I'm in the fucking gym every day. How am I fa-? like? I can't run. I was a semi-professional basketball player. I can't run, and I look behind and what I'm what like? There's nothing there. I'm just like, it's just fucking black. It's just black. And now I'm just like, I'm just standing facing it. You know what I mean? So fuck. Yeah. Wow. We'll talk about whatever. Fuck it. Let's wow. go. Yeah. I, and I, I didn't realize that you, it sounds like you might've been going through something on the show, which oh. we, we were on the same season. And, mm-hmm. and when I look back, I, I think of you as being, so poised and knowing exactly what to say feeling like in in your element but what what was kind of some of the struggles you were facing around that time so now like you guys are literally like 
unpacking with me. Mm-hmm. Like, right, I'm doing therapy twice a week. I've I have two therapists. Um, Good for you, dude. That's awesome. Trying yeah. to trying to do like stuff on my own um, outside of therapy. <clears throat> that's a little hard. My discipline is still in things that I've always been like locked in on. It's like journaling and reading and self reflecting. That that I tend to still keep myself busy, but. <sighs> I didn't know I was, I didn't know I was going through something season 10 until that first episode where we tattooed, um, for, for our teams essentially. Right. And that was going to give us the upper hand going into like elimination tattoo or, or our first tattoo or whatever. There was a, when we were getting critiqued, you guys, you guys didn't see it. Um, I was, I was fucking punched in my gut and kicked in my balls, like by Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? That's that's what it felt like. Wow. All because the critique didn't go the way I I was shown energetically and spiritually, right? Which tattoo was that? Um, we had we had it was a it was a freehand tattoo, and um, was that like the the tiger lady? Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was trying to remember if it was like a specific thing, but I think it was whatever we wanted to do, right? Yeah, something it was like, like a freehand like proportion challenge or something like that. There right? you go. <sighs> had so much fun. That was a, that was something I had never done before, stylistically speaking. So I was just like, fuck, this it was is badass too. That was a great tattoo. Like, you know, and Rick Rubin saying, hey, fuck what people say. If you like what you created, it's a success. Because of how we, like how critical we are, not just artists, but as humans, how critical we are in ourselves. That joy that we feel when we do something before anyone else sees it, that's that's the fucking, that's the winner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it it felt, it felt fucking incredible. So it didn't go, it didn't go my way. And I'm sitting there listening to the critique. <clears throat> and then I look over to uh to my artists. Um I believe there was six on each team. Yeah. <clears throat> um I'm big on numbers, right? Spirituality, energy, um, superstition, whatever you want to call it. Um, seven is my life path number. And two is my soul number, right? And so looking over, um, I've, I had this sensation right after Tyson hit me with that combo. <laughs> all of a sudden, I guess he's kickboxing now because I got that kick to oh, the, yeah, to yeah. the yeah. balls. He's uh, very versatile. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I felt like looking at my team, I felt like I let my kids down. At the time I was married, we had a family of seven, right? Wow. Yeah. I won season seven. Um, there were seven of us there on the show, mm-hmm. on the competition. And oh, I guess it doesn't matter now. We're not on set. Show, competition, whatever. Yeah. Show. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, right then and there, I realized all those... But even before tattooing, all the all the downloads I had and, and visions I had of leading people, 
and as I stepped into this career, the heavier that, that, that feeling became and the more true it felt, man, I just, I, it, it was so believable to me and I'm really hard on myself. Right. And so not having that upper hand going into, into the competition, knowing how hard it is, I just, for whatever reason, it not, it brought me to my knees. And as we were doing our, our exit on set, I just, I just fucking, I couldn't hold it in. And Andrea like pulled me aside. She said, yo, like, what the fuck is going, like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. We got upstairs and we, we kept talking. I was being put in a position to see if I'm ready to lead. Mm. Right. Um, right at the beginning. This is, day, it all started day one. off like this. Day one. Yeah. On a fucking TV show. It's one thing to be uh, thrown into a position where you have to see if you can lead like in real life, but like for the entire world to see that's dude, I can't go, go, going in, but that that's my experience, right? Day one, Andrea expressed to me, this is my baby. Yeah. Like treat it, treat it as if it, it was your own. And I'm I'm an extremely coachable person and I'm a team player. So that that resonates with me. You know what I mean? So I, I felt like it was my loft. You know what I mean? I I felt like I had to like just kind of oversee everybody and make sure the environment and the energy was good. Um, I always bounced around. I was supposed to focus on my team only, but I was like, fuck that. If you like, I, I am like, I'm your guys's tool. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you were helpful. Like, yeah, if I got it, if I, if you have to tattoo me, so you don't go home, let's fucking like, that's not even, that's a no brainer. Like why, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know that's what was happening to me. Um, and I remember DJ and I kind of DJ and I are close and we had a little bit of a, a little bit of kind of like some friction, like midway through. And I was, I was still kind of like trying to separate everything. Right. Cause I, I just, I fucking, I care. Um, and he was like, ah, oh, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, you care too much. And maybe this is like, maybe this is too much for you. And I was like, man, what the fuck? Fuck that. Like I'm supposed to be here, you know? And uh, I just had a hard time that entire season separating, like <sighs> separating myself from having control over the outcome of, of my artists. That was fucking, that was so fucking hard for me. It was mm. so hard for me to accept that they have to go home. Somebody has to go home. Um, especially to see my artist's progression, like literally day to day, week to week, like exponentially better, you know? But then you, you start to learn like the logistics of things. You hear people, how they'd like to put their two cents in about how the competition goes and all that stuff. So just having to, having to accept that. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to, I'm still, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm still like, Maybe I'm, uh, what's the term? Like a hope, a hopeless. Hopeless romantic. Like, I'm like, fuck man, there's integrity. This like, it's, there's, it's, it's not, there, there isn't something underlying that they're trying to fucking do. Like they're honest, they're clean, 
they're transparent like we're gonna prevail it's gonna fucking work out i see the fucking codes i know how to get you guys there but like you know some say it's a it's a machine that you can't it's not it's not it's not for us it's it's for it's for entertainment you know and i'm that there's a part of me that does not want to let go of the integrity the idea that you know what maybe maybe we didn't have what it took that season um but i don't know i'm still i'm still unpacking that but that's when season 10 on stage that's that's when that's when those demons were like all right sit down we got this yeah i hope everybody's listening to this yeah. who are like man is ink master real like this real things go-? and then it's like that little boy in me thinks it yeah, is absolutely yeah. the emotions that go on in oh there, yeah and it's, it absolutely it is, is so real strongly I mean, agree all i i feel like it's it was really honestly one of the hardest things that yeah. i've ever done and i can't imagine Same. being put you're put in a position of of having to take care of artists yeah. and they're almost like their livelihood and is in your hands. That's how that's actually how it feels. Yeah. Exactly how it feels to me. Well, that that's super admirable. And I, and I watched season 10, like a couple of times, like I watched it like in real time when she was on it. And then obviously after we got together, I, I watched yeah, it back yeah, yeah. again. I, I watched it uh, while she was off filming. Oh, the last good. Season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely got like good vibes from you right off the bat. Oh, like you were you, like man. one of my favorites on that season. And so it's really cool to hear like your perspective on it because you know, the whole team thing, like, I think it's cool, but, um, you know, part of me was like, oh, it's, you know, it's a reality show. Like they're just trying to keep their people in it, you know? But so hearing that from you where you're like really wanting these people to succeed and like feeling like they're your kids, like that's, that's super admirable, man. That's, yeah, thank that's, you, man. That's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, and I can't imagine that first contest, especially after you've already won Ink Master, like you're not like directly competing on the show, Yeah. you know? So dude, it had to be just weird, like going in like you're like all right i'm a coach now like i'm making sure that my team succeeds and then like being back into the it's like a you know it's competition for you right off the bat like that had to be weird and then when you feel that ownership over people yeah i can't that has to be super tough and it was a great tattoo yeah you just didn't win that round (laughs) yeah so but I, i can definitely see how that would that would weigh on you a lot yeah yeah i um and i i mean i think about that now right and and just even talking about this as we are, I, I'm, I'm connecting things to childhood, you know, and, uh, learn, learning to, learning to let go and trusting that things are going to be okay for me is like, it's always, it's always felt like a life or death situation. Like when I'm asking myself that question, like, should I let this go? Like it, it, it's always been that heavy. And literally weeks ago, something happened in the shop. Um, but in short, I, I viscerally felt what it, what it is when you understand, like I, for the first time I understood the, the saying, um, the, like the other side of the coin. Yeah. I'm just like, you hear that? I'm just like, fuck the other side of the coin. Like mm. whatever it is, like I, I have a hand in it. So I'm going to create whatever's on the other side of the coin. Right. Mm. But what if you're just moving around life and you, and you, you find a coin and you don't know what's on the other side 
and you have nothing to do with how that coin fucking got there. Yeah. So why assume that the other side of that coin is going to be something negative? Yeah. Like what if, what if it's actually okay? It's just, it just looks different. That's what my therapist said. Oh. And I was going, oh, she was like, what if everything turns out fine? <laughs> and it's just like, what, like, I, I, I haven't, I haven't had the chance to experience that. I had to create my idea of fine, right? Yeah, because of yeah. lack of support, because of whatever, like abuse, whatever, like the past, the shit that we don't realize that we're still fucking carrying. You know what I mean? So. It sounds like you may have like a bit of perfectionism in you too. Man, I I have problems, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um and I and I see that, and for the first time in my life, I'm like, okay, so let's let's figure out which ones are actually not true, mm-hmm. right? M- just because it's my truth doesn't mean it's the truth, you know. So, yeah. man, I like, and you just you got You got to face them. Mm-hmm. You well, know? I I feel like it's a balance too, man. And and my personality is, and you seem the same way from the little I've interacted with you. It's like you, you know feel the need or you like to be in control of things because you want to create your own destiny, right? You want to control what the other side of the coin looks like. But I feel like it's a balance because, you know, while I definitely feel like that's true to an extent, you are not going to be at peace until you realize some things might just be okay. Some things might just be the way that they are. So I feel like it's it's a fine line between like controlling your own destiny and accepting what is and the way mm. certain things are you know? yeah yeah damn that's good i feel like i yeah i'm struggling with that it's it's fear oh it's 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 fear right fear of the unknown so it's like f- fuck that every time i've been afraid this is what i've done to not be afraid so i'm gonna stick to that mm. and it's like cool okay well we won't find out yeah what's on the other side of that coin then yeah just keep keep doing this Man, right? especially especially when there's other people involved, and it sounds like uh, you've got your your family that mm-hmm. you obviously care a lot about, mm-hmm. um, and just that story about how you your first time on Ink Master, where you felt like you were responsible for your whole team, yeah, yeah. like that's what's super fucking stressful to me. It's when it's like, no, this isn't. It's not just on me. It's not just Shit on me. Goes wrong, like yeah. it's on the people yeah. around me that I care about and that I love. Yeah, yeah. especially owning a shop, which you do too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how. Um, and that, that has been, that's been a, that's been an experience and that has completely changed. Um, there's a, there's a lot of shit that's, that's been going on. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it sounds like it. And you've been talking about going on a healing journey. Mm. Um, you, you were kind of saying like months ago was, has this sort of been a recent, thing where something happened and you're like man i need to boil down to the root of what i'm feeling and figure out why i'm feeling this way did something happen or is it just a journey you decided to go on that you felt like was time to go on there was a catalyst there was there was a couple of them because i'm stubborn i'm Mm -hmm. stubborn and when i know i'm like Oh, this is okay. It's time for me to make a change. Yeah, I'll I'll get to it. I'll get to it. 
And it was just fucking blow after blow after blow in January. Um, like all those demons like came together mm. and it was just one this fucking monster that I've been feeding since I was a child. <clears throat> um, and one, one day it just literally like the snap of my fingers, he was, he was in control. He was in control for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm. Um, and it was, it was a, uh, it was a matter of life and death. Mm. Wow. And hearing uh, my partner's voice, this was in January, hearing my partner's voice on my cell phone that I thought I smashed to pieces. I heard something and it pulled me out of this, this state I was in life or death situation. My phone was unscathed. Shit around me was in pieces in pieces. My phone was unscathed and um, it was, it was her voice. And I look up and I realized what was going on. Got off the phone with her Call my therapist, call my parents. Um, I wanted to I wanted to go somewhere where I could be supervised and just sleep. Mm. And just sleep. No phones, no noise, no music. Mm. Just I just I, I needed I needed I needed to rest. Yeah. And I wanted to rest and I, I, I needed and wanted help doing that. And so after making those phone calls, the next morning I'm with uh, my doctor, cancel my appointment, um, sat with psychiatrists um, that day. And that's that enough was enough at that point. Um, but it, it, definitely started in in 2018 mm. you know the divorce came um 2021 i believe mm. um <clears throat> custody battles for my son that are still ongoing mm. um the shop uh, another relationship that was one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever had. My marriage was the first healthy relationship. I, I, I romantic relationship I had in my life immediately after that moved way too fast, fell into, you know, ran into an opportunity that was comfortable, a friend of 20 years mm. that held space for me, that knew me yeah. inside and out. And, uh, I was, I was chaotic. Mm. I was chaotic with, with, with pain and, and fear. And she didn't, she didn't waver. And that at finally, I was able to see that, um, that I could trust somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though I was so far 
from the person I know I am and I used to be, she she didn't move. As scary as I was, as scary as I was, she did not move. And it's just like, you know what? If If this person can see the good in me, I, I have to, I have to be able to see that again, you know? And so having to amicably step out of that to go deal with my shit, um, that broke me. Um, everyone, I had a shop full of 12 people and we're down to uh, four, you know? And then you start to see how that happened. And to see that you like, I mean, those people were afraid too, like of, of you because they were worried, <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm not worried because that big fucking monster's in charge. He's not, he's not, he's not worried about shit. He's protect, yeah. he's, his walls are up. He doesn't give a fuck about anything, you know, yeah. and that's not. That's not, that's not who I am. That's, that's really not who I am. So yeah, it's just like, I wake up every day like this, man. Like I'm here to go with whatever is for me. Right. And, and before I before I step forward, before I step forward, let me set my intentions Right. So at least I know that every step I take, I'm intending to to be the best version of myself. And so if something doesn't work out or I consciously or subconsciously make a mistake, like, hey, man, like. Be gentle with yourself, because every time. You choose to continue to be hard on yourself, that other guy's in charge, right? The little boy's in charge. And he's not a little boy anymore because he's been fucking ignored for a really long time <laughs> and he's bigger than you and he's fucking mean right now you know what i mean mm. so be gentle be yeah. gentle because he got he didn't have any love or affection or support or belief outside of himself that he can be this man that that he is today mm. so be nice if 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 you make a mistake man that's 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 a little boy he just be gentle be you don't have to treat him how you were treated you know what yeah. I mean? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's so like, especially from just from what I hear, like with men, uh, when, as young men, no one really teaches you how to be sad or how Mm-mm. to like, you're not allowed to, to be sad. You're not allowed to be sad. And so when, when you say like, this has been building up for so long, like mm-hmm. I can imagine like, at this point in time, you're you're trying to figure that all out now, especially mm-hmm. if you weren't taught that growing up. Yeah, no. And that's so hard. And I'm so proud of you for actually getting help because you know how many people just don't yeah, and they're afraid. The majority to. of us, absolutely. That takes so much strength to have to go to a therapist and and to actually work through your your shit because it's i'm sure it is terrifying and it's been building up for a long time so since i was five yeah wow yeah we uh it's crazy we just talked about it on the last episode a lot which comes out on the day that we're recording so nobody's heard yet but we talk with Jarrett a lot about therapy 
how hard it is to admit that you need help. Um, so it's, dude, I'm just taking a second to appreciate that. It's cool. Two podcasts in a row. You know, Deanna said this on the last podcast too. We're with men talking about their feelings, their trauma, getting deep, getting vulnerable. Like that's, that's pretty rare. It's yeah. becoming more common, I think, but, um, dude, I'm super appreciative that you're, you're sharing with us. Yeah, and thank you, man. I'm appreciative that we've had two guests on the show in a row that yeah. have been willing to do that. Cause I don't, I don't think people do it enough, man. Yeah. And especially, um, Jarrett too. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's famous, you know, you guys are both reality TV star stars. So, uh, I think it's super important, especially like when you're in a public role like that and people see like, Oh, this guy's a rock star. He's playing shows or, Oh, this guy's one ink master. He's owns a shop. Like he's, he's big in the tattoo industry. You know, it's, I think it's super powerful when like, uh, people that aren't in positions like that see like, Oh, this person is like struggling with their own shit too. Like it's everybody yeah. struggles with stuff, you know? Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. I, I applaud you for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for holding thank space, for man. Yeah. Um, damn. <laughs> we dove right into it. Yeah. 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 And that's we fine. Right into it. I mean, to the nitty gritty because yeah, I, I just know like you, you've been on this journey the past few times I've, I've talked to you and we haven't really talked about it or where that came from. So, yeah. I mean, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm again, thank you for, the opportunity, you know, and, and holding, holding space. Um, it's interesting. I'm able to do this from being taught to not as, as men, right. To, to not be emotional. Um, and having the understanding that that emotion shows weakness. Right. And so if we continue to hold that weakness in, <laughs> our nervous system and our brains like, okay, yeah. well, I guess we're weak. So let's fucking kill ourselves mm -hmm. to make ourselves strong. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's, that's actually as detrimental as you can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like we talked about a lot about this on the last show, but I feel like it's so important. Like even Jarrett was saying, um, you know, like it actually, it makes you stronger to be vulnerable and to admit that you need help and to get help. Um, and I, I feel like the culture is changing a lot, but I feel like it's so important for, for men, especially to speak out and people like yourself to get that out there. So other people know it's okay to struggle. It's okay yeah. to be vulnerable. It's okay to have feelings and to get help. So yeah, again, man, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to come out no matter what. And that's something my mom always told me too. My yeah. mom is a crier. She'll cry at you can ask Colton, she'll cry yeah. at anything and everything. She was like, if you don't cry now, it's going to manifest in oh, other yeah. ways. And it, it, and it actually will. Yeah. Infidelity, abuse. Um, it becomes like, angry. It, it's at some point it's going to come out mm -hmm. disease, right? Dis-ease within your body. Like it's, it's, it's going to yeah. come out one way or another. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The cortisol is poisonous and it's pumping through your body for so long. Yeah. It affects you health-wise. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So I'm trying. Yeah. Day day by day. Um, I'm trying. Dude, one thing I think is so important too is to recognize that it's a, it's a day by day thing. It's like it's a progress, a progress over perfection thing. 
So anytime you're like, damn, I, I wish I was like this, or I wish um, I could do this better. I wish I could control these emotions better. I think it's so important to remember, like, just see the progress in yourself as a person and just remember, like, for you, it's like, okay, this is the progress that I made since January. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. No one is ever going to be perfect. And that's that's the perfectionist in you. That's a yeah. perfectionist in me yeah. thinking, oh, man, I wish I was better at this. But that's that's all you can do, man. You wake up every day. You think about what your intentions are, mm-hmm. like you said, and you can hang your hat on that and think, you know, this is what I'm working towards. I'm not there yet. I might never be there, but I'm better than who I was yesterday, yesterday. a month ago, back in January, whatever it is. And just changing that, I just changing changing that word. I wish to I am mm. easier said than done. Yeah, right. It's like, man, I I wish I wish I could have done that better. I I am doing this better, right? I am I am going to do this better. Um, <laughs> easier said than done. Yeah, it takes it takes practice because at first I, I didn't I didn't believe it. I'm saying it in the mirror. I'm writing it down. I'm like, fuck, they said to do this, so I'm going to do it. And then it clicks, mm-hmm. right? Because for at least for me, out of sight, out of mind. So if I don't if I don't do the reps, if I don't see it, I'm not. Nope, fear is going to be in control the whole time. And so one like one day, you don't know when, but it's it's the consistency. Yeah. A, it, it, right. Twenty thousand hours in what we do, and we're great. And this, and that, twenty thousand hours too. Every single fucking second of the day, like our thoughts are create our thoughts and feelings are creating what is. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. it's like I have I have the goosebumps, but that's actually it's fucking wild. That's actually how life works. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. Yeah. Right. You mentioned that you, yesterday you were like, I want to be careful with what I say. Cause I, I know what I say. It's, it manifests into my life. Yeah. And man, why do, and we can be lighthearted and just be like, ah, man, fuck, whatever, blah, 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 saying whatever. I, I heard something long, long time ago. Spelling is called spelling because you are your own magician, right? And so the words that we are putting together and saying we are creating what is. Yeah. Because there, then there's feeling behind that. So when there's a feeling behind that, that's a spark in our nervous system, hits our brain, then the action starts to come. We start performing based on what that thought and that emotion is. So it's yeah. like, motherfucker, be careful yeah. what you say. <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely think there's something to be said about the energy that you put out there our, our couples therapist was saying that she has a rule that like there's no yelling in her house because she's like i don't want that fucking i don't want that energy in my house mm-hmm. you know and i think it's really similar with the stuff that you say if you start uh dogging on yourself or you're joking oh i'm shit or whatever like you got to be careful because that that stuff can manifest and i do think there is something like manis- manifestation for sure um i think uh if you're going to manifest like greatness or excellence i think you definitely have to like you can't just say like I'm I'm gonna be great. No, no. Like, you you gotta like put in the work, you know, yeah. too. But um, yeah, dude, I think there's definitely something to be said about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, woo. Yeah, and and it's cool. Um, you know, it's cool. The I was just thinking about the parallels between like improving yourself, you know, as a as a human being, and um, y'all's art form, what you do with tattooing mm-hmm. or or business too, um, and especially like I feel like as an artist, like it's it's really hard 
both as an artist and both as like uh, if you're on a mental health journey or whatever to see like or just trying to be a better person. It's really hard to measure like tangible progress. Like it's there's no way like um oh I'm this percentage good of an artist or whatever it is. So it's so important I think, and I've said this a bunch of times on the show, but it's so important I think to look back and see like what you've done. Mm-hmm. It's important to always get better, of course. Um, but I think it's important to also reflect on who you used to be and who you are now. Um, and that's something that I, I personally struggle with, with, with just business and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah. Um, you know, something will not be going the way that I want it to at the shop. And sometimes I just have to look back and be like, man, you know, two years ago we had five artists and, uh, I was dreaming of, of this time, you know, so <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's, it's super important. I think to always push forward, always be better as a person, as a human, as an artist, as a business owner, whatever it is. But, to not let that craving and need for, for perfection to overtake you yeah. and remember the intent and the progress that you're on and where you've come from. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely forgot that. I absolutely did. Absolutely did. And my unit of measure became money, how much I can mm. provide to those around me, meeting up, continuing even harder to meet everyone else's expectations right and so my unit of measure ended up being um shopping addiction right um a certain a certain type of like i would i'd put this fucking bubble around me right that was just people people just couldn't connect anymore you know and instead of looking or being able to see where I was before I was put in a position to have a lifestyle that I never imagined I'd be able to have. Um, that's, that's not, that isn't what my dreams were about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because my purpose all this other shit is is that's that comes with the territory right so why like the fear it was it was it was the fear again that little boy fucking he just got so big and so strong so fast right and said no this is how we're going to this is how we're going to show um that we made it this is this is how we're going to show ourselves right yeah it's not it's not the move. It's not fun at all. Yeah. I'm curious because you said uh, that fear, you've, you've called this like fear. Have you figured out exactly what that fear is about? What you're fearful of? Yeah, everything. Um, I know to some that could be like, how the fuck are you afraid of everything? Like, well, yeah. Every aspect of my life since, let's say around five, five or six years old, anything outside of like, let's say I'm in the bathroom, right? I'm getting ready to go to school, make sure my morning fucking chores are done so my mom doesn't fucking yell at me before (laughs) to start my day, right? Like 
anything outside of that bathroom was a fucking minefield. Everything, everything. Because I had like, my outfit wasn't good enough. My hair wasn't good enough. My efforts weren't good enough. Oh, that's okay, but do it again. Or no, this wasn't right. And it's from at home, teachers, um, family, friends, just all of my interactions were opposing my my belief within myself, right? So not having a voice and having to do whatever you're told um, because they're the adult. What you say doesn't matter because you don't know what you're talking about because you're young. Like, you know, my sister passing away and we were all supposed to be fucking going to heaven because we go to church three times a week. So this this is what we get for No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And what I like going to get my ass whooped because I did my chores wrong because you're having a bad day because you're fr- But a part of me at that time understood. I under I understood that life was hard. I understood at 5 or 6 that life was hard. And so I kept my mouth shut. That's and I just, I just, so and I learned, and that's right? like as, basically as soon as you can form memories, like, dude. And so like our, my mom was fighting for my sister's life. So naturally she's in a fight for mine and she's going to protect us. She's going to be the masculine and the feminine energy. So there's no fucking time to sit here and cry. Get the fuck up and handle your business. Figure it out. Okay, cool. Right. I learned to run very young and I, I, yeah, I learned to feed myself. I learned to, I survive. I learned to survive and not show emotion. Cause you're not going to fucking listen anyway. You don't have time. You're too busy. You know? Yeah. So not only was tragedy happening. So it made you think like anything really bad could happen at any point in time on top of people making you feel like you're not good enough um all at the age of five and nobody saying that it's okay to cry and how to be there for you as a kid and letting you be a kid all of that and growing up that like that like it's amazing how we see you today and you you are as caring as you are Mm -hmm and empathetic intuitive um i mean that that's just so so much for a kid to go through and the fact that you're able to at this point reach out even though you had to do everything on your own as a kid and you're like you know what i am gonna get help i am gonna i am gonna get better and for you to do that on your own that is amazing that you're able to do that after going what you've been through thank you Thank you. I, I, a part of that is a little dark still, I feel like, because I've um, I've learned to not let them see you sweat. And I'm always fucking sweating. I'm always sweating. And you know what? Like, I don't want, I don't want to fucking, I, I just, I don't want to have to be a certain way anymore. I want to be what I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and I want to feel what I'm supposed to feel. You know what I mean? 
what is your goal? What is what what is your goal on how you want to be feeling? I want to feel joy. Mm. I want to feel joy throughout every moment of every fucking day. And when something hurts or something doesn't work out, I want to be able to understand that and accept that and continue to be okay. I want to control, be in full control as much as humanly possible in a healthy way of my emotions. Yeah. Um, I, I, want to, I want to be who I'm supposed to be. And so I, I got I to gotta sort all this shit out. Because I'm a fucking, I'm, man, I'm a lover boy. You know what I mean? I'm emotional as fuck. I'm sensitive as fuck. Um, but that also, that, that helps me, that helps me lead, that helps me show up. Um, and I, I really, really like that about myself and I don't want to have to hide that. I listen to fucking R&B music while I'm working out. Like hmm. my first, my first CD, my first experience to music was, uh, Brian McKnight, anytime that album, like I, that, like, that is me. Wow. That like, I, that's all I've ever wanted to be about was, was love and connection. Wow. Yeah. And, um, I, I had to hide that. I had to hide that part of me. Right. Cause that's just not cool in school, especially in high school. What yeah. you doing? Listen to R and B, man. We got to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, just trying to fucking fit in and stay ahead of the curve. Like, no. So, with all these punches in the gut that brought you here, Ink Master, and all the things that you went through, mm-hmm. um, as hard as it was, and how hard those punches were, and what you're doing now, would you do it again? Would I do what again? Would you do all, Ink Master? Yeah. Would you do all this shit that was that was really tough? That was sort of a wake up call. Would you go through all of that again to try to heal, or if you had a choice, would you have wished to just go through your whole life just if, make making it easy? If I guess. no, if I had an opportunity to do it again, yeah, let's yeah. let's let's face them again because now now motherfucker, I'm on the other side of the coin, and guess what? It can be okay. So let's go. Yeah. yeah let's go because i i've done all this dark shit like i i was i like bane right fucking (laughs) you know what i mean yeah he he was raised in the dark um but i've also like the light is who i am yeah and you motherfuckers don't like the light so let's go i would i would i would do it again because i would have an opportunity to to face that again you know what i mean and being able to accept hey that's what happened in season seven. I understood that I was, that the, the man next to me or woman next to me is just as good. And that's why they're here. I did not participate in Ink Master to have people falling at my feet. Am I grateful that I get noticed? Absolutely. Because I didn't get noticed. Yeah. I haven't been noticed since I was a kid. Mm. Right? Absolutely. And I'm grateful for all the, all man, like, we make good money. Tattooing is a luxury. Yeah. Yeah. 
People don't have to get tattooed, yeah. but they are paying us a lot of money to physically alter their appearance for the rest of their lives. And what we're not understanding of that is that it's also an emotional shift as well. Regardless if you believe that or not, after you get tattooed, you are a different person on a like neurological yeah. and cellular level. Yeah, right. Um so yeah, I would um fuck yeah, I'd do it again. I think that's important for anyone listening to who's afraid to take that next step because they're afraid of how much it'll hurt mm -hmm. to know that it's worth it on the other side. Yeah. Even though that healing healing journey is hard. It's hard. It's hard. And I, you know, season 14, I, that one, that one fucking hurt, but the universe gave me what I asked for. Right. I committed to that. Things were good. Start date got pushed. And in that small window that it got pushed, dude, life fucking, they did this and uh, shit hit the fan. And then I had to go. I'd step off the set to do to have a court hearing, then go back on set. Mm. Right, Damn talking my to my son, and there's there's he's worried about his his well being. Relationship stuff is rocky. Stuff at the shop is just like I I had no business being there, but I I had already committed. Yeah, right, and so now again I said that I was going to do this to to support myself and to own who I am, right? And connect and impact people with my, with my art and my, and, and my presence. Showed up, tried to push all that shit aside. I see fucking DJ walks in and I'm just like, oh, season 10, all, you mother fucker. Uh, so did you know he's going to be there or no? No. Really? <laughs> God. And you know what? The mother dude, he actually fuck we're we're close. And he's yeah. like, nah, dude, like I'm not I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm like, cool, I'll do it if you're not. No. I Stop. I don't I don't I I know. I fucking know. Season season ten, I am whoo. I'm laughing about it now, but just months ago I was in tears, fucking nauseous about season ten. That's 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 when I knew, right? The separation between like, man, this is real versus and it and it is. For all intents and purposes, yes, it it's it's it is a reality show. But <laughs> there there is a but, right? And so I had to face that wound. Right? And so I'm just sitting there every fucking day, like uh just Try to be gentle with yourself, bro. Yeah, yeah. Try to be gentle with yourself. And then so knowing the impact of that last tattoo I did for that for that girl, knowing on the dragon, knowing exactly how it was gonna heal, and seeing her energy from our consultation to the moment she walked out, she was a completely different woman. How the fuck could I go home after fucking changing somebody's yeah. life like that? Yeah. I got sent home because it was too dark. I I was I I I was I was needing something to help pull me out of all the shit that was going on, and I that connection and the success 
in in her healing it's like we're yeah. we're fucking hell yeah we're gold yeah yeah me and dj bro we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna duke this out again like <laughs> that's that's i just wanted another shot at that yeah i'm competitive yeah for yeah. sure you know yeah. and and i was i was ready to face that one more time and then whew, my number was called and i was i was i got so invested in that because i saw it yeah i saw it the moment i saw him that he was gonna be a part of the competition i was like okay it's gonna be me and you and that like it just it made sense yeah that was fucking hard yeah that was hard dude i think uh people forget that a lot that it's uh it's a canvas but it's still a client that you're doing a tattoo on and it's like that's a it's a real relationship right there Mm -hmm. that that Mm -hmm. artist client relationship and it's it's one thing that we've talked about a little bit before but that's like um that's like one of the beefs I have with Ink Master is like they're trying to make you do a tattoo that's like not good. You know, it's yeah. like they're trying to see like, okay, how can we throw you off? We're going to give you the hardest tattoo possible. And so that's why I have a lot of respect. Every once in a while on the show, you know, somebody will be like, you know, it's not going to hit the challenge, but this is what my client canvas, whatever wants. Like I'm going to do a good tattoo on them. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like when you got eliminated, it's like you love that Picasso tattoo. Your Picasso tattoo. Your client loves that Picasso tattoo. I'm sure she's mm-hmm. still stoked about it, you know. Yeah. So I feel like that's um it's something that not a lot of people see and it's hard to remember as an artist, I think in in, in your shoes, you know. Yeah. Like whatever, I did a good tattoo on this even if the judges didn't like it, whatever. They said it was too dark. They said it wasn't saturated enough. I'm proud of that. My client likes it and that's yeah. that matters, you know, not yeah. just like did I make it to the next round? Like Yeah you're changing people's lives man yeah you know? thank you man hard to only be on there for about two seconds and then yeah <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't even get i couldn't even see you guys on it <laughs> i know i know it's 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 hard regardless um and it did it did show me and remind me of my purpose and you know what i've accepted that maybe in the world of ink master my my purpose isn't to fucking be a three-time champion like dj Maybe my purpose is to, in that setting, to continue making it about tattooing. And tattooing is about community, and it's about representation, and it's about healing. That's the origination of tattooing. Yeah. You know? So, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm the conduit for that, right? So being back on Ink Master as a competitor, I don't know. I feel there is a, there is a higher position for and space for something a little a little more neutralizing right and i know in my gut that whatever that looks like would actually make the competition a lot better yeah a lot better well i've always thought too um and having the title of ink master is is so awesome don't get me wrong like i'm not trying to take anything away from that but i feel like there's so much more that you can do with that, you know, cause it's kind of like what you do from there. Like, I feel like being an ink master doesn't like make or break your tattoo career. Mm-hmm. It's about doing good tattoos on the show, having other people see your work. So now you have an outlet for whatever change you want to affect in your life, whether it's just fucking like, Hey, here's my style. Be inspired by these good tattoos, or maybe you want to be an outlet for mental health or women in the industry or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's only part of it is the ink master title, right? Or a three time ink master title. It's like what you do from there. That's what the important mm, thing is. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely, man. And that's where I'm at. So yeah, I would. A little while ago, I'm like, 
fuck no fucking master. Yeah. I'm kicking shit. I'm throwing a tantrum. I'm pouting, crying. But no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's, 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 let's face it. Let's face it. Don't make it about that. Remember why you're doing this. Remember yeah. why you're doing this. Dude, and I feel like it's, um, it's going to get deep, but I feel like, uh, it's, it's just kind of, it's, it's a waste of energy to like regret things that have happened in the past. Absolutely. Like, it's, that's a great question to ask, but it's like, can you go back and change it? No, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. You know? So you yeah. just, it's about asking yourself that and accepting like whatever, whether you're happy with it or not. It's like, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm going to do from here. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Like more neutralizing in the competition? No, nobody on the face of the planet wants to sit and watch anybody tattoo for six hours. <laughs> right. Be absolutely <laughs> fucking boring. Isn't that so funny? That's it's, why during my seminar, I'm like, y'all can leave when you've gotten all the info yeah. that you, you that dude, you got. This is a this is a sidebar, but that's why some uh, some tattoo videos crack me up where it's like it's you know and it's really artistic shots but it's you know people tattooing and then dipping in the ink caps and it's like man nobody really wants to see that like they want to see who's doing the tattoo and what the tattoo looks like at the end maybe tattoo artists want to see like you know the actual process but um yeah i i feel like uh you know tattooing as something to watch it's like and, and i've had sessions before where my friends were like oh let me come and sit with you i'm like dude you don't you it's don't like, want to, dude. It's, like it's, it's fucking, fucking boring. Paint dry. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are we, what are we doing? Like, you know, I'll come back every couple hours. Like, um, so I understand that something has something has to keep us engaged, right? For an hour while we're watching this, but it's it's high. It's fucking stressful. You like you you know that, right? And I believe. The people that say it's not stressful are absolutely lying and they are afraid themselves as well, and which is absolutely okay. Um, because what they're doing is they are agreeing to do something that's outside of character so they can stay in control and feel comfortable in that setting, right? So I just feel like something neutralizing would look like a resource for the artists that would help them stay in alignment with themselves in a chaotic environment to produce the best possible fucking work they can yes. produce. Yes. So if you are stressed about your surroundings, about what's going on at home, the lights, the camera, the action, because it, it's going to happen. It is going to fucking happen. Yeah. If you can eliminate that, what can you create? Well, yeah, dude, I think you know what I mean? Yeah. I I think that's so because it's like I said earlier. It's like they're trying to make you do a bad tattoo. Like they're trying to see like who can't hang. It has know? to be. It has to be interesting. And you, we got to find out who the fucking who's the ink master. Yeah. What like what can you do under pressure? I I get that. Yeah. But some of us don't know how to fucking don't know how to get out of that, right? And so if if there's a voice that can help you see a direction in the ask that you're that that's being asked of you and like you can't see it because of how you're feeling because of your environment if if there's an opportunity for you to be at peace with your design that you're about to do for 6 hours for $250,000 
imagine if like six or seven contestants are up there and like the judges can't make a decision because they're they're they are all that fucking good well that i think that would be cool man let's like who you know what i mean tattoo is the best instead of which tattoo is the worst you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and like and it's there it look it's if if you don't if you don't need any guidance or whatever right whatever that's fine we'll 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 see how this goes because there there isn't for someone being in that competition and being able to to still show up and and produce quality now having a good grasp on, on my emotions like i i think offering that right to artists to ensure that the quality of work is going to be like top notch that's a that's a game changer i i think it's so interesting too because once you're to the level where y'all are at in the industry it is the absolute opposite of ink master like ink absolute master, opposite you're doing a random style you have a time crunch whereas at home you guys have as much time as you want to tattoo you can take on whatever you want you can do whatever style you want whatever you can be super picky and i feel like that's kind of like the mark of success in the tattoo industry is once you get to that point where you can specialize in a style only work with certain clients and so mm-hmm. it's kind of the that's kind of the opposite of like, and and again, I'm not knocking Ink Master. Like, I think that's, you know, what you did to win is like super admirable and that's really impressive. It's really difficult. Yeah. But I think it'd be interesting to have, you know, a, a neutralizing environment or a different concept of a show where it's like, okay, let's take these artists at their best, like how they are. Maybe, maybe the challenge is like, um, you know, you have a client come in and they have like certain things with the design, but they still want your style. So like more like real world applications, you know, yeah. I'm sure that happens. I know that happens to you sometimes for the clients. Like, well, I actually want it exactly like this. And then it's a challenge to like get the client to want something better compositionally. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and that, that starts with a connection, right? So if, if you, if we can't, for whatever reason, if we can't connect with a client, that is going to affect our productivity. no, matter what you can be exceptional you can create an exceptional tattoo but is it going to have the wow factor to beat the 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 person next to you maybe not because you weren't able to connect yeah you know what i mean yeah Yeah. dude especially on a competition show where everybody's a heavy hitter everybody's in their element i think that'd be super interesting that'd be really cool yeah man i i always say if you want to see tattooers do their best work and to get along go to a convention Mm -hmm. Mm, yeah yeah tattoo yeah. conventions and that and that's why i love going to them yeah. and why yeah. i dived into trying to compete in that too yeah. it's just because of you are getting clients that are wanting to get your work yeah. and stuff so if, yeah. if anybody just wants to know like another part of the tattoo world and they've seen ink master go to a local convention mm. or go to any convention yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's super see. interesting yeah mm-hmm. i never even thought about it but that that's is kind of like what i'm describing where like if you go to a convention you're like i want to compete you're probably going to get a client that you know already or that wants what you do. Like a lot of artists are like, hey, this is the design I'm doing for the convention. You know, if yeah. you want it, you can have it. But yeah. like a client that's going to sit, the only difference about a convention is like, it's like you're out of your element, like you're not in your shop, but yeah. like you're doing your shit. And so that's really cool. You can put your headphones on. You're happy the whole time. Out. The whole time. You're connected uh-huh. yeah. the whole time. Yep. So you feel joyous. You're producing joy. Like right. that's, that's, that's how, that's, that's the formula. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Dude, and man, 
some of those competitions, like some of the work that's being done is just like insane. Like this past golden state competition, like the dude that won this, like went from Taiwan and it was like, but there were so many tattoos. There's like probably like 10 tattoos up there that I'm like, yeah, if that one, I wouldn't be surprised at all because yeah. the, the quality of work that's being put out there, like people just working their ass off for yeah. three days in a row. Like, yeah, it's, that's, not, that's not that's six cool hours. Yeah. That's cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the only problem with a convention is sometimes it's hard to get like a closer look at that tattoo, especially like a gold, sure. golden state. Cause it's so big. Yeah. Like a lot of the tattoos that are up there, like I walked around a few times, you know, you never see it. So that, that is one thing that would be cooler if it was like on TV that like people can actually like take in the tattoo yeah. a little bit. But yeah. also I feel like tattoos aren't meant to be looked under a microscope. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel I, like you should, you should look at a tattoo and like, or painting and that's the emotion yes. that, that yeah for sure when yes. you first see it it's, yes. you don't decide if it's good by zooming in yeah yes and, and, and i didn't mean under a microscope i just meant like um you know there are some tattoos up there that like you can only see from the stage or like you know they show it on the monitor for a second but you can't like really? you can tell if it's good or not but like yeah. i don't want to zoom in but like i just want to i just want to take it, it in <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah right yeah right because it's intriguing. It's interesting. There's a, there's a lot of elements going on. Yeah. So yeah, both of those, I, I can absolutely agree with both of those. But yes, tattoos should absolutely just be accepted for, for what they are instead of criticized. Um, mm -hmm. The amount of clients I hear, like when they learn the, the word line work. <laughs> you know what? F fuck this conversation here. Do it. Let me, show me. Show me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, it's it's a human working on another human. I'm not a fucking computer. I'm not a laser. Um, I'm not perfect. Yeah, I'm not perfect. It's funny though the way like uh people who have seen Ink Master or Ink Master fans like consume tattoos differently because oh, yeah. they're trained like okay if you haven't looked under a microscope and broken it down like it may or may not be a good tattoo but uh, you even mentioned it in your seminar yesterday and by the way um anthony's here for deanna's seminar so this is the morning of the second day of the seminar so yeah. they're going to tattoo on fake skin today mm -hmm. um but even deanna said it yesterday she was like uh you know you don't when you see a tattoo you're not like okay let me look at it up close okay yeah it's yeah. a good tattoo yeah you know it's like you know, you see it across the room, or even if you see it uh, on somebody, you're like, hey, let me take a look at that for a second. You're not like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really nice work. You're like, oh, shit. Bobby did that tattoo? Like, that's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's how you consume tattoos, unless yeah. you are super into ink mastering. You're like, if you're yeah. just looking at line work, you could do the most basic mid tattoos, but if it has perfect line work, you know, it's like, Phew. yeah. The like, tattoo of the yeah. century. Yeah. 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 Too much pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You're great. You, <laughs> you've done <laughs> amazing work. Thank you, you won Ink Master. Um, I just, just for a little, a little a positivity, I guess. Mm. How did you feel when you won it? What does it feel like to win Ink Master from somebody who has tried a few times and, and didn't? <laughs> <laughs> please tell me please tell I me really what it's know. like <laughs> that's also something that is being unpacked you mm -hmm. you said something very profound Colton that um, we need to 
remember where we came from so we can see where where we're at right and um when i was on stage i was trying to figure out how i was going to be successful in my tattoo the next day because i forgot to move my appointment you know what i mean (laughs) um so i tattooed with no sleep and it was just it was on to the next oh my god um so you weren't even thinking about what you had just done you're thinking about tomorrow this like well here, <laughs> here, here, here we go. Now, I, now, I, now I gotta. Now I have to meet my own expectations. I have to meet my own standards. And there's no time to sit here and fuck around and act like I, I. Oh, this is it. We, no, this is no. What? What? Yeah. No. I can see how there would be a lot more pressure on you. Like once you do something like that, it's like, fuck. Yeah. Now people are looking at me. They want to yeah. see what I'm gonna do next. Right. You know. Yeah. But that's it, right, Mom? Is this good enough? Are you sh- are you sure? Yeah. You say you say you're proud and you're applauding me, but are you sure? Right. Mm-hmm. So it, had, it has nothing to do with anything or anyone else, other than other than myself. Yeah. And so I'm 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 I've I've been thinking about it, um, and it still feels surreal. It still feels surreal. And I, man, fucking beyond grateful. I can go anywhere in the world just up tomorrow and go fucking land anywhere I want and make money. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. It's so, it's that, that's, I think that's crazy. One of the coolest things about tattooing. It's like you're tattooing in Taiwan this month. It's like, <sighs> dude, th- this industry can literally take you anywhere. Beyond grateful. And ink master broadened my horizons. Temp. Yeah. I can never pay for that. Yeah. I can never pay for yeah. that. Dude, and that's why I think it's so important for um, any tattooer, I mean, really anything you do to just jump on those opportunities. Like I know yeah. a lot of people that have, so uh, people always call Deanna when they get the call from Ink Master. They're like, should I do this? Like, what's it like? Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like, yes, fucking do it. Like, yeah. Even if it sucks, even if you make it on for, you know, a couple episodes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. like it is so worth whatever you go through because it can it can take you places man absolutely it, just being put in the public eye regardless of whether you think ink master is a cool competition or like you want the title of ink master like i feel like that's that's what blew up your career was being on the show and what you've done now from that the the possibilities are really mm. just limitless you yeah know? absolutely absolutely and i love that you are giving back the way you are it's inspiring it's something that I'm working on doing as well. And I, I've been asking for this, right, since I was a child and been terrified. And so to see you do it um, is really, really, it's it's a very pivotal moment for me in my life. So I'm very grateful to be here and experience this for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you guys. Thank you. You're giving back just by doing this podcast and speaking up for, I hope so. for other people to resonate and know they're not alone. Yeah, I so, hope so. Yeah. So uh, I was just I was just talking to him before uh, he might be coming to the the symposium <gasps> next month. I, I I have to yeah I have to. Mm-hmm. There's something about putting like sitting down for a moment and and taking in. I mean, essentially, information and and guidance from for lack of a better term, our competitors, 
because at the end of the right we're all we're all we're all out here trying to produce good work to support ourselves and support the people in our in our families right and so when you're crushing shit in in your space like it's really fucking easy to to think like yeah i'm good i got this yeah it's just like do you yeah do you though right and so coming setting that aside and and being open to receiving criticism and direction fuck yeah it's fucking awesome well and and one thing i wanted to applaud you for is just is just being here um coming to a seminar coming to another seminar i um deanna says it all the time you know it's like once you feel like you have nothing to learn like that's when you might as well just like quit yeah and dude you fucking want ink master you you can (laughs) tattoo anybody you want whatever style you want like you like for lack of a better term like you made it in the tattoo industry but the fact that you want to learn more um i feel like that's so important and i feel like uh still whatever level you get even like i feel like every artist has just something to learn from everyone and that's why i feel like the symposium is so cool because it's six artists with different backgrounds even though they're not tattooing it's like it's really valuable to hear what they have to say especially you know deanna's got this ridiculous you know approach to tattooing bobby i I was just showing him clips of like bobby's seminar bobby's just like a a mad scientist when it comes to you know amazing tattooing and just like his like philosophy on tattooing and everybody else there is awesome too so like just to like hear everybody talk like I feel like that's dude, that's like an invaluable experience. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I, I have a question that I'm generally curious about too. Mm. So um it sounds like as as far as childhood goes, mm-hmm. you were told a lot that like you weren't good enough. Mm. My family was like they they put me in art classes right away. They're like, Oh my god, you're amazing. Da, da, da. I love learning and i love being truly i loved being critiqued Mm. when someone i i i crave for going to a teacher or a seminar like someone who really knows their stuff to see me do what i do and tell me what i could do better i value it um you are incredible you're an incredible artist as well um when you go to seminars and when you learn if you ever get critiqued, do you do you like getting critiqued like that, or do you have that inner child in you being like, "Man, like I'm hard enough on myself. I already had enough people tell me." Or do you feed off of that? I'm just curious how like how you feel when you get critis- criticism, I guess, or advice. We're gonna find out today when you <laughs> when you critique my artwork. No, I'm serious. This is my first seminar. Really? Yeah. So we'll we'll find out today. Have you taken art classes in the past, or are you just in high self, school? It's pre, it's pre right. That that's like uh, that's nothing. No, that's the like um, general education. Yeah. Wow, you're self taught. Yeah. So you really just relied on yourself, I guess, to, My whole life. to be like, okay, what can I do better? I need to figure it out myself. Yeah. Part of part of uh, punishment was to sit down and draw. Wow. Yeah. So I had I had issues with. Uh, with speaking right and had a speech impediment um and so whenever i was struggling with that like drawing would calm me down and give me the ability to speak clearly um and yeah i when all else failed i was i was told to go sit down and and draw whatever whatever was in front of me so i just i i figured it out 
Yeah, I figured it out. I guess I was like, you know, my mom would tell me I was moving paint around and and doing shit since before I could I could speak, but that's how it started. Drawing the rose bushes, drawing the cars, drawing the houses in the neighborhood, drawing punishment though. Yeah. And now you I guess it's not a punishment. Do you ever feel like you're being punished? Like drawing? That's interesting because um, my entire tattoo career has been for other people. Mm. So now I've gotten to a point to where my joy, because at, at some point it, it was from the majority of my life, it, it was joyous to create and to draw. And so now like it got to a point to where life was dependent on it that kind of sucks mm. it kind of sucks because if it's not good enough you're not going to get paid mm. <laughs> damn yeah. you know yeah um so i started painting again like outside of um like having to paint or having to create but one thing i haven't done is drawn mm. like outside of like tattoo appointments mm. so maybe maybe there's something i need to i need to fix there um but we're gonna we're gonna find out how it how it feels to be critiqued i do know that i'm open to it i don't know that i was always open to it before mm. but i always fucking threw myself into the fire i don't yeah because i i understood that that's what i was supposed to do to, yeah. to get better you just gotta fucking you just got to go. Well, it is it is hard to face that. And I mean, one question when they ask in interviews all the time, when we're asking artists, like, how do you uh, feel about constructive criticism? Because we're all about that here. Um, and I feel like that's the best answer everybody wants to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love I love criticism. I thrive on it. No, I, I don't. But yeah, I'm, ter- I'm, ter- yeah. I'm terrified yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm having experiences where it, it, it actually is constructive. And so I'm working on trusting that because yeah. I don't I don't have trust. If I if I didn't make whatever it is happen with my own hands, you don't know. You can't tell me any different. You're yeah. not going to change the story I already have. Yeah. But where I'm at now is I I yes, like because what I I feel like this and I've been doing it my way. I don't want to feel like this anymore. So what yeah. do you, so what do you got? Well, and I feel you like know? that kind of goes back into what I was saying about the whole like seeing where you've been sort of thing. And I feel like it's really important as a teacher to, um, you know praise people because the reality is especially like artists of a level like you like anything you do it's going to be fucking amazing <laughs> but you, man. that's as a teacher you know that doesn't do you any good if somebody's just like that's really good like uh, we were we were actually in an interview and somebody was like he was like yeah one of my favorite quotes is uh you know the worst thing you can tell somebody is good job and Mm. that was like really powerful to me. And I agree to that with an extent, obviously you don't want to just constantly beat people down. Sure. But as I feel like, I feel like as a teacher, it's super important to um, help people understand that what they've done is really good. And all they're trying to do is help you get better because as an artist, especially if you're as a perfectionist or like me as a musician, like it's so, so hard to get that critique and only hear the bad stuff and not to mm. be like mad at the person critiquing you, but being like, fuck, I suck. I work so hard on this. And that's why I think it's super important as a teacher to help bridge that gap as much as you can. So when you are getting your t- critique, critique, it's not like, it's not like, man, 
they're telling me this because I suck. It's like, no, no, no. They're telling me this because I'm really good. I'm really good at what yeah. I do. And this is how I'm going to get better. And this is the only way I'm going to get better is to take this and get better. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And Deanna just asked me that recently. She was like, um, and I, I think it's so cool how introspective you are, but, but you're like, you know, how do you, do you think I could be better giving people feedback? And I feel like one thing you're really good at is like, um, you know, people always call it like a compliment sandwich, which I, I feel like is like, um, it's, it has like kind of like a negative connotation, you know, when people say like, oh, give somebody a compliment sandwich. But I feel like it's actually really important as a teacher because you want somebody to remember that they're, they are doing a good job. And I feel like that's something that you're super good at and you're really good at genuinely telling people what they're doing right, but also giving people feedback. Mm. I, I feel like the only way you can critique, I feel like the only way you can critique somebody is if you can tell them how to fix it. Yes. Mm. That's super Otherwise, important too. Otherwise it's not constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and I felt like as a musician, like that, that was the kind of criticism that I hated when somebody was like, that sucks, make it better. It's like, there's like giving you a problem, to. but no solution. Yeah, I would yeah, love yeah, to make yeah. it better. I don't want to be bad either. Yeah. Tell me how to yeah, make yeah, it better. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that is inherent in any criticism you give to mm. people is you also have to be at that level to understand this is how you can make it better. This is an action that you can take, you know, Damn. not just like, Oh, that sucks. Yeah. My that's, and that's been my experiences with criticism. Mm. Right. And yeah. not, not just an art, like with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. And so it's just like, oh, you know what? Fuck. Okay. Whatever. I'll yeah. Do it again your way until you fucking <laughs> tell me it's okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm open to all of it now. I'm open to all of it now. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So be nice to me, please. <laughs> Compliment sandwich. Well, you're, I mean, obviously you, you've been, you're incredible at yeah, what you do. You. So if there's any like little critiques um, that I, I, I try to give, especially for artists who are way like even surpassed me, if I can say anything, I, it's really just nitpicking at that point yeah. because I know that's what I would what i want yeah and that's why i'm that's why i'm here you know so. um it's because like you're so good and and i would want you to do the same for me Absolutely. if you're to see something Absolutely. like i've done be like oh you know what you could do this a little better or else yeah. i'm gonna be up at 6 a.m trying yeah. to figure it out myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want someone to tell me yeah but and, um and yeah. i think definitely at a certain level too like once you achieve technical proficiency um and where you want to be in your career like it's it is subjective like it is an art form big time so you definitely get to a point where somebody gives you feedback and you know maybe they can even intend it this way but it's like you don't you don't always have to do what other people say but it is super important to take that in to consider it mm. and be like okay would it actually be better if i did it this way or consider like okay if i did it this way i think it would be a little bit less good yeah. You know, yeah. and so I, I think that's really important too. And I think that's one of the benefits of going to seminars and just, just hearing or guest spots. Guest spots is a good example. Just being around other artists. I think it's really important to get just a different perspective on things. Absolutely. Even if somebody's like, quote unquote, like not as good of an artist of you, there are a million different ways to skin a cat. Absolutely. And I feel like you have something to take from everybody, you yeah. know, any artist in the room. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say though, and this was something that I, that was big for me to hear take critiques from people who have what you want mm. 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 and don't mm. 
don't from anyone else. All those people that I've critiqued or criticized, it means nothing if they don't have what you want. Why should you take that from them? And and like, they're not even doing what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That was a big thing for me to hear. Because, you know, if it's coming from from someone that's in a position that you want to be in, mm-hmm. they're going to be constructive as hell and supportive. And what Damn. is probably more accurate than from somebody who obviously doesn't know what they're talking about if they're not at that level you're trying to be at. Damn. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's when it comes from a place of insecurity. The criticism's like, oh. You should be doing this better. And I tell that to artists too, who have been like, oh, you know what? But like my mentor told me to do it this way or this way. And like, I don't know who to listen to. Listen to the people that are doing the work you want to do or who are at where you want to be at. Mm. That's how you can filter. And that's kind of why I said, um, fuck, wow. You know, when you're doing like guest spots or you're just around other artists, I feel like that's a good environment where like, they're not necessarily telling you what to do, but at the same time you can see what they're doing. And then you have the, um, the option to process it and either take something from that or say, you know, I don't like the way they're doing that because of that. And it's not like a thing where like they're telling you to do something. It's just a journey that you can make. Absolutely. And I think that's where it's important to expose yourself to other artists. Absolutely. But yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, well, my mentor said to do it this way. Like, do you want to be who do I listen who your mentor to? is? Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. Dude, or what about a uh, fucking uh, keyboard warriors? <laughs> you know, so, oh, your tattoo doesn't have enough black in it. <laughs> it's like you said, well, fucking unsubscribe to your Paramount account. <laughs> Stay as far away from watching Ink Master as possible. Um, I love blocking people. Yeah, I I had to step away um, from social media for a while, Why? and now um, yeah. While we're on the topic, I'm sure no one listening to this podcast would do anything like this. But if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And you know, if that that's like so fucking cliche. But that simple thing can actually shift what the fuck is happening like in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, com- comments are, are a horrible, words, horrible place. Words cast spells words hurt like period right um and with the with the way social media is yeah being a keyboard warrior like man it's just it's just perpetuating the problem you know the the monster and the machine are just like there's no there's no match it feels like you know what i mean and um yeah it got to a point to where i i had to fuck the numbers (laughs) like if i lose business if i lose work whatever at at this point in my life like i at the sensitivity that i'm I'm at and the shit that i'm going through it's not healthy for me yeah for sure it's not healthy for me i'm trying to keep up with the with the joneses i'm not i'm i suck because uh 
you know, I didn't, I didn't win three times. Like, so the insecurities and the, and the resentment and the jealousy around that, um, when DJ and I are fucking like our friendship means more than any dollar amount. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was making it about how many likes I got. So how the fuck you guys like this tattoo or you like this post and not that I don't even fucking know you guys. Dude, and I'm letting yeah. my happiness and success be based on what the fuck you got to say. No. Yeah. That's why no. it's so like, <laughs> dude, I feel like going on Ink Master, just putting yourself in a position where you're opening yourself to critique and eyes on you. That's hard. Or dude, just posting on social media. Like, I don't, just, I don't know any artist that enjoys posting on social media, especially mm-hmm. most tattoo artists are like introverts and they don't do what they do for validation. Mm-mm. But inherently, when you're doing that, that's what it becomes because you're comparing yourself like, oh yeah, like you said, this tattoo only got this many likes. This tattoo, like, did I do something wrong? Why didn't people like it, you know? Right, and then how does that client feel? Because they're, they're, work didn't get as much yes, support yes. as so I, as my fucking get ready with me post like yeah. like what or this other tattoo that yeah. in my opinion had like like dude so <sighs> one thing that i love doing deanna <laughs> said it earlier i love blocking people it's like my yeah. favorite thing like anytime i get a bad comment just block it yeah and the rationale that i use to feel okay with that and not like i'm taking the easy way out is because you don't want that client to see what somebody has bad to say about their tattoo. It's one thing that's crazy about Ink Master when like people are, or especially like uh like the flash challenges where people like critique the tattoo in front of the client. Like that's uh, dude, if that's... I just got a tattoo and people were like tearing it apart, I would not like that. But dude, like and you, you never want somebody to say something about your tattoo that can make you feel differently about it. Like especially exactly. if you love the tattoo, like sometimes mm-hmm. that's all it takes. It's like or that just, client. You don't want that client to feel some type of way because of what people are saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you never want a, tat- a client to be like stoked on their tattoo and somebody be like, oh yeah, this looks like a dick. You ever had that before? Like, <laughs> so what, like, like dude, yeah. like, what the, like, yeah. shut the fuck up. What, yeah. what are you, t- like, why, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. I hear something. Me and, me and Anthony actually both have this in common. Um, the amount of criticism I, I don't only get for tattoos, but like the last video I posted about my seminar, everybody was talking shit about what I was wearing. I know this happened to you once too, but like sexualizing the shit out of what I was wearing when I'm trying to post something inspirational of, of myself yeah. of educational and yeah. i remember like i remember when it happened to you and it happened it happens to me all the time but it's like they are criticizing everything and they are everything. dehumanizing you you're like oh you're a big deal your tattoo or i could say whatever i want because yeah. i wouldn't say this to just a random person off the street mm-hmm. but we're opening ourselves up to everything and now i'm like i posted that video and i'm like fuck like Maybe like uh, I, it's making me not feel good in my own skin of what I was wearing or something. They're like, "Oh, why are you wearing lingerie?" To like, uh, because so motherfucker, much. I'm beautiful <laughs> and I feel fucking great today. I want to. And because yeah. I want to. Damn, man. How? What? Why is what I'm doing, what we are doing, affecting you? Like. That's, you got to ask, why do I feel this way? I'm looking at this post. Why do I feel this way? Before you fucking open your mouth, mm-hmm. ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask yourself, just, man, just tr- just try it. 
because yeah. you never know why someone else showed up the way they did. You never ever know what someone else is going through at any yes. given moment. Yeah. You know? I feel like especially when people have like a big following, like you just get treated like you're not like a real person. Exactly. Or that, that's not going to affect you. Exactly. I, I think the other thing is too, um, especially with like YouTube and TikTok, like a lot of the people that are on those platforms, like they don't post anything. So you can't like go to their profile and see like, okay, who is this person? So there's no mm. accountability, dude. You just like, <laughs> if you look at the negative t TikTok comments we get, it's like, user one five eight seven like whatever it's like not even a real it's oh, not wow. it's a real person but you can't see this person you don't know if they oh, have a wow. family or whatever it is or like youtube like yeah. somebody will just smash a dislike person and be like yeah. i don't like this tattoo it's like why, why yeah. just keep it to yourself man yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like it's an amazing tattoo yeah dudes and yeah social media um you're so taking you, a break from it you said yeah so I, I was, and I just completely just fucking, I just, it was like a month, couple months. I just, I just didn't, I just ah, dude, didn't fucking that, go on. That sounds amazing. I just, oh, I, I, that is when I started to like myself. I'm working on loving myself. And now I have, I have days where I, I have the feeling of loving myself. It's, it's awesome. like, it's, Aww. it's it's wild but it's so fleeting right now because I'm, I'm not fully trusting that right but more consistently it's just like yeah like i man i fuck with you bro you're, you're pretty fucking dope and i'm yeah. like yeah you know i fuck with you too yeah. like that that's that's happening a lot and that started when i when i got off of social media people only post like what's good in their life so that's why sometimes you go on social media and you're like dang i'm behind and all these people are doing this. Like, I need to be doing this. I need to look better. My business needs to be more successful. That's, that was is. me. And then you have editing photos too, where it's like, dude, that people don't even look like that in real life. No, you know, absolutely not. I, I like to show what, like what is right. But if, but if we show the downside to things and it kind of comes off as like, we're, we're seeking for like, we're seeking, I don't know. Yeah. Sympathy. Yeah. So I, I like, I don't want to come off that way, but when it's when things aren't great i'm i don't post because i don't want to i don't want to i'm not great yeah that day well, i'm i'm not fucking great and so for me to post just for the numbers and the frequency and the fucking alg algorithm i have to fake it yeah. so I'd, I'd rather i'd rather not i'm yeah. not happy today i'm struggling today you well, know what i mean yeah and, and not to talk about it too much but jared just mentioned that on the last show too he's like when he posts like that he's going through something and that he's having a hard time with his mental health mm -hmm. it's not he does he's not looking for sympathy you know he's not yeah, looking for validation yeah, yeah. it's purely to have other help other people realize like other people go through this like it's okay if you're going absolutely through it too. yeah and it's his fucking story and platform yeah so as you look mm -hmm. at my page this is my story yeah yes. <laughs> and today sucks <laughs> yeah. right yeah. and i'm not I'm not, I'm not showing up this way to bring you down, but today, since you check in with me every day, yeah, it's not such a joyous fucking post because that's where I'm at. Yeah. So like, I, I just, I want to keep working until I get back to that person because I, I used, I used to show up and then I acquired this, this crown and it was just like, oh, like I've just, I have to, now I have to fucking, I have to maintain it. I'm motherfuckers heavy. Yeah. It's heavy and like I you know, 
I want to, I want to get back to me for a minute because I, I forgot about that person. Yeah. I forgot about that person. You know, the man can carry it, but the little boy, he, he, he wasn't, he, he was, he wanted that for all the, <laughs> all the wrong reasons. Yeah. It was innocent. Everyone, we all want to be fucking famous. We all want to be on TV when we're younger, but we're not thinking about it. We want to do that because we want to, we want to be reckless and fucking spend money and show off and like not only keep up with the Joneses, but fucking smash it. That's not why. Yeah. That's not why we're, we, we have these visions and these hopes and these wishes and dreams because it, it it's coming from a loving place and, and it has to do with purpose, right? It doesn't have to do with, with riches and gold and, and all this bullshit, but yeah, social media is just like perpetuating more of that. And it's, it's just for me until I become more in alignment, I get on, I post and I get off. That's great. That's boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. So, and if I don't have anything nice to say, I don't say it at all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's tough, man, because again, I want to say relevant. I have a business. I want yeah, it to be sure. successful. I want the people in the business to be successful and to continue thriving. So using social media as a tool, is it's it's really important. And that in itself, in my world, in the people in my world, it's changing their lives as well. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the frequency to where it's benefiting us, but it's, but it's healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Well, this yeah. has been awesome, man. I, I feel like this has been a great conversation. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we could go for another like hour or two. Yeah. Um, easily. Gotta, gotta open the doors yeah. for, uh, for Deanna's seminar here. Yeah, but, yeah. um, man, it's dude, it's been awesome to have you. I've uh, you, seen you on TV, but it's been really great to get you, get to know you yeah, over the past couple likewise. days. And, uh, I'm excited. Hopefully you can come back for the symposium. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Bobby said you might be going to the, uh, the team DJ finale in vegas too yeah yeah i need to be there it'd be it'd be it i think it would be very i know it would be very cathartic yeah for me well, because I, I, my truth is to support yeah. the people that yeah. i love you know what i mean so yeah I love that. well uh, yeah. i'm pretty sure we're going so yeah Party. hang out hang out yeah. with us at least hell yeah. Yeah. yeah hell yeah well yeah <laughs> this has been awesome dude yeah, yeah. thank you so thank much, you so much thank for you coming guys. on and, and sharing yourself and yeah. and being vulnable and we, we really appreciate it i hope yeah. we can do it again yeah awesome. all right